Hey folks, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. If you're unfamiliar with SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries and its mission is to equip and encourage men to walk out the truths found in Scripture. We're glad you've joined us this afternoon. I'm Brad Sykes. In fact, I'm most people know I'm usually sitting across the table from my good buddy Doug McCary. Uh, Doug is off on Fridays. I, um, he is uh, hopefully uh, he is spending time with his wonderful bride Lori, and uh, they are just enjoying the time together. So Fridays are kind of a special day because I usually have a uh, uh, any number of men who will come in and sit with me. And uh, this this afternoon, I've got a uh, I would say a a new friend, but he feels like an old friend. Brian Doyle. Brian is the founder of Iron Sharpens Iron, and I want to get it. We're going to get into talking about Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, there's a great conference coming up February 25th. You want to get on your calendar, but uh, I want you to know our our phone lines will be open if you want to call in today. Uh, I mean, Brian, you'd be up up for sure. some phone calls, right? Eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's eight four four. 777 SWAT. You can also, if you if you don't want to get on the air, I understand. Email me at Brad at SWATradio.com and I'll I'll check out your question. Maybe we can we can dig into it here uh this afternoon. But Brian, good to have you in the studio. Well, delight to be here. Delight to uh be talking about making men who are making disciples. Amen. Amen. Well, I've, I kind of, I shot you a text, you know, an hour or so ago. I said, hey, you know, Doug and I have been working through, uh, so this is our first week back after the Christmas break. And uh, before we took the Christmas break, we had been going through Acts 19 in particular. We're, so this week we've been kind of just doing an overview of Acts 19, 21 through 41. And uh, we, we may have some time to talk about that a little bit today, but... Um, um, it is, uh, it's been a, been a good week here on the air. If you missed yesterday's broadcast, Perry Bowers was Doug's guest. And, uh, you know, we, uh, these are live broadcasts, but they're uploaded into a podcast. So if you missed yesterday, I want to encourage you to go, go to SWATradio.com. You can uh, click on any of the past broadcasts. If you don't have the SWAT radio app, download it, uh, download the SWAT radio app, you can listen to any number of broadcasts that we've done, uh, whether it's just Doug and I teaching through the text or it's uh, maybe a, a a guest that we've had in the past. Uh, there's a lot there. Doug and I were just talking about this week, Brian. We just celebrated six years of SWAT radio. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so not six years of SWAT. The SWAT Bible study has been going on for a number of years, but uh, it's like I can't believe it's been six years, a couple of knuckleheads getting on the air. Yeah. You know, but – it just it just shows you, you know we're Doug and I are students of the Word of God, yeah. And I was thinking about when you were in last, and I don't know if you were looking on your calendar to figure out when that was. I'll have to go back and look. Uh, but you and I really got into talking about uh, the the kind of the memorization, the the importance of hiding the Word of God in our hearts. Right. 
fact, I think your morning text this morning was Psalm one nineteen eleven. It was. I have hidden thy word in my in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Right. Boy, what a great verse. That's a verse I've memorized a long time ago. And it really speaks to the value of memorizing scripture. But more than just memorizing, because you can maybe you can kind of yeah. Put a little spotlight on that verse in particular, because you you hit on a couple of things, and all I said in response to your text this morning was, "Amen." Yeah. Uh, because you, it, there's words like treasure, yeah, holding, holding up. Yeah, so, so when when I was uh, meditating on that and just doing a little word study, I've always considered Psalm one nineteen verse eleven a key scripture memory verse and i think it is but it's more than scripture memory because we memorize all kinds of stuff absolutely phone numbers addresses important facts but this was this specifically he says i've hidden your word in my heart that i might not sin against you and hidden is also it can be translated as stored up like you said treasured but the key is the key in this is to help me not sin and break fellowship with god Mm. it's it's not it's not about uh, Bible knowledge. Sometimes we, I mean, I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I memorize stuff because I want to know that. But that's, yes, okay, that's fine. But the key here is to memorize, to meditate. Uh, I I thought the word internalize. I've hidden your word in my heart. Well, what is, what's the psalmist talking about? I think he's talking about internalizing God's word in such a way that it could include memorizing it, but it would certainly, certainly be fully Understanding it, that means studying it. Mm-hmm. That means embracing it, owning it, and believing it. That means, like we're doing, talking about it and processing it with other people. Amen. Because if if memory only puts in my head it will and not in my heart, it will not help me be effective in doing what the passage is talking about, which is to avoid sin and avoid breaking fellowship with God. So I need to hide it. I need to store it. I need to treasure it if I'm going to take steps to avoid breaking my fellowship with God. Amen. Uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite pastors, uh, he was my pastor for a while, Dr. Mac Brunson, he always talked about it, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't matter how many times you've been through the Bible. What matters is how many times the Bible's been through you. Yeah. And, and the importance of taking that word and letting it do its work, that that two-edged sword yeah. that gets in between the joint and the marrow of your life. All of us as men, we've got areas that are kind of off-limits sometimes. But what if we allowed the Word of God to get into the nooks and crannies of our life and say, God, do your work there? Right. And And really, it's the Word of God, the Spirit of God. It's the men of God who are challenging us. To not just it be orthodoxy, but it be orthopraxy, that we actually work these things out. I, I love the, 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 the word that really stands out in that text, it, at least in the translation. You kind of shared multiple translations, was the treasure. Yeah. You know, what do you treasure? You hold it close. Yeah. And, and I think your point about that I might not sin against thee is the idea that I might not break fellowship. Right. If I'm going to glorify God then I'm going to be obedient to his word. Right, and it's not a Pharisee-type thing. No. It's a a heart transformation, right? God's word is in my heart so that uh, from the inside out, it's changing my behavior and my rhythm we Mm -hmm. talked about earlier uh, so that 
I am properly motivated and fueled to uh, continue in fellowship with God, the kind of fellowship he intended from the very beginning for us to have with him. Mm. And I love meditating. Just uh, it, it is that almost intimate relationship. I, I, I remember it. I'm, I bet you have uh, so many stories uh, about discipling men. And I was thinking of one in particular. You know, how do we know what God wants yeah. for Brian? How, how do I know what God wants for me if I'm not in his word? And I, I remember meeting with a guy several years ago that when we would meet, I would pick, he would drop a bad word every once in a while. And that's not unusual if I'm dealing with somebody who's a fairly new believer, which he was. But it was an opportunity for me to go to the Word of God and show him, yeah. listen, that's that's not what God wants. Yeah. God owns you. He didn't just own you. Uh, he doesn't just own the body. He owns the heart. Mm. And he wants to see the heart transformed. Uh, Doug and I have talked about it many times. You know, so often in our culture, uh, people think, well, God loves me just the way I am. And you're absolutely right. He does love you the way you are, but he doesn't want to leave you the way you are. Right. And the way he doesn't leave you the way you are is his spirit dwells in you. And as you open the word of God and you meditate on it and you treasure it and you hide it and you memorize it and you proclaim it and you obey it, <laughs> you're not going to be the same guy. Right. You know, yeah. hopefully we're not the same men today yeah. that we were even a year ago. As a result of the word of God. And as I showed this young man, the scriptures that speak to the mouth and what comes out of the mouth. I was even thinking of uh, Colossians 3, which you challenged me the last time you were in to memorize, which, if I'm honest, haven't completely memorized it. But I'm through about 11 or 12 verses. And I was thinking about don't let no obscene talk come from your mouth. Excellent. And so you don't get that. So I've had some interesting dialogue past couple of weeks. Here we are, beginning of January, with a number of men who are fired up about God's Word, including one of my sons, and uh, they're going to read the Bible through in a year. And mm-hmm. I go, okay, but just a heads up, you're going to be reading, probably not meditating. Right. You're, you're going to need some meditating time. So do some reading, maybe do some reading in the afternoon and evening, but start your day with some meditating. Start your day with just chewing on God's Word. Start your day with mm-hmm. a, a, a couple verses that you can chew on and meditate and ruminate on and, and allow God to use His Spirit, His Word, to change you from the inside out. Yes, to read in the Bible through a year. Maybe I should do that this year, too. Let's not skip meditating. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know we're going to take a break here in just a second, but I think that is so important. Uh, listen, I, I'm I'm reading the Bible in a year. It's a, a discipline of mine. Uh, but my wife and I were talking about this the other day, is that I don't discourage that. But I almost would say, why don't you take three years to go okay. through it, just so that you can marinate on yeah. the text. But, yeah, to your point, the importance of getting, a, really, I think, getting some sort of discipline of memorizing the Word. Uh, I don't know if you ever read the book Praying the Bible. Uh, I'll have to look. I'm at a loss of who's, who wrote it, but really impacted me in my prayer life. That as as I have God's word in my mind and in my heart, when I go to pray, I'm not praying Brad's words. I'm really praying God's words. Yes. And so, really important stuff. Anyway, I got Brian Doyle in studio with me. 
founder of Iron Sharpens Iron. When we come back from the break, I, Brian, I want you to talk a little bit about your your kind of background. And some of our listeners have heard that, but I, I like for people to hear that if they're new to SWAT radio. And uh, if you are new to SWAT radio, go to SWATradio.com. You can check us out there. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes here, and normally I'd be in studio with Doug, but uh, this week Doug and I have been working through Acts 19, verses 21 through 41. Doug is off on Fridays. I get the great privilege of having any number of men in studio with me. And this today I've got uh, Ryan Doyle, founder of Iron Sharpens Iron, in studio with me. It's a joy to have you, Brian. And uh, thanks, Tim, for sending that text message. Uh, you know these senior moments that we have. We just get. I, I was. Uh, I am a rabid book reader, and uh, uh, Tim is a SWAT brother. And he said, "Praying the Bible." Don Whitney. Okay. Great book. Um, I don't. I don't know about you, Brian. I don't recommend books I haven't read. Yeah. I'm a little hesitant to do that. In fact, I I got a good friend of mine who was texting me this morning who just finished a book it's finally out in print and uh but it just came out like yesterday and so he's like hey you know maybe i can come on the air with you i'm like absolutely but i need to read the book first (laughs) you know it's i was i was sharing with you the i think one of the things that uh why god's word is such a big deal to me it was instilled early on when i when i surrendered my life to christ my brother-in-law tim mckenzie has been our guest on this program a number of times just instilled in me the value of memorizing the word of god being in the word of god not being a berean examining the scriptures daily to see if these things are true act seven or act 17 excuse me and then and then really not being a spoon-fed christian 
And I know that's what's driven you, most most of your life. Yes, is to see young men, young families, families be nourished on the Word of God. And I I'm going to go eat at a great restaurant tonight. My wife and I with a good friend of ours that I went to Israel with, and uh, we're going to eat at a really nice restaurant. It's going to be great. Nice, you know. And the reason we picked it is because we've eaten there before. Oh, good for you. I keep going back to the scriptures every day because I've eaten there before. Yeah. I've nourished, I've been fed from that word. Right. And I, I know you, you're exactly the same way. But ultimately, as we were talking about in that first segment, the the word that's gotten in you is going to play itself out in your life. Yeah. And oftentimes, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure you won't, it comes out in the trials of life. Yeah. You know, James says, consider it pure joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith will produce endurance and let endurance have its perfect result that we may be complete, lacking in nothing. Now, I don't know about you, I am lacking in a lot of areas. Right. And I know God's going to use the trials of this life to transform this heart. And uh, I can't imagine, and I want our listeners just to hear a little bit about your story, your marriage, your family, and kind of what God has taken you through. Right. And uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I have uh so I'm a product of what we're talking about of men building into other men. And it happened to be through the ministry of the navigators as a young man and certainly scripture memory. But there's a thing that guys can look at on their own sometime. It was called the hand illustration where uh it talked about five different ways of getting into the word. Uh it was hearing, See, I'm gonna learn something here. Yep. It was hearing, reading, studying memorizing and meditating meditating is the thumb because that's one that really helps you get a grip on the word mm-hmm. uh so take a look at that go to hand illustration navigators you get a little bit more on that i find that all those are good what really worked for me were the ones who were meditating and memorizing and studying and i found that some of my friends were focusing on hearing and reading and maybe weren't growing like uh and maybe like they wanted to grow i was fortunate to have guys who were discipling me who were pointing me to God's word, to meditate on it, to study it, and to med- memorize it. And uh, Barb, my wife, she was the same thing. She was a product of uh, a one-on-one uh, navigator ministry where people were pouring into her life. And then we began to do that together. And then we had children, and we just began to do it with our children. And we had a hard time having children, but once they started coming, we had five and like a little bit less <clears> than eight years. And uh, by that point, I had been it had been modeled for me, and I'd seen other godly men who would uh, prioritize their family, prioritize the discipling of their kids, even at a young age. Hmm. And the way they did that was simply doing what we're talking about, opening up God's Word uh, right there at home. And uh, I, what I found is that I didn't pick a new time. So here's my counsel to the guys today. If you're a dad, if you're a husband, you don't need to pick a new time to do family discipleship or family devotion, pick a time when your family or whoever's in your home right now is already around the table. And then crack open that Bible, read it a little bit, process it, talk about it, and then do it again tomorrow. And then maybe do it again the next day. Do it as often as you can, but do it, lead it out, Uh, include God's word in the rhythm of your home. We talked about rhythm earlier. Uh, So God's word has always been from the very beginning. God's word has been uh, in the rhythm of our home, uh, which was important because the rhythm was disrupted a number of years ago, back in 2016, when uh, my sweet wife 
uh, was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. So we scrambled. We did what everybody does. We got help. We did it from a number of different ways, and it was all good for a while. But ultimately, God had uh, a different plan for her life. But it really it comes down to that family time around the table, reading God's word and developing a rhythm in our home uh, so that there was a sense of stability, security, and Christ-centeredness where Jesus was Lord of our home. So even going through a difficult time, uh, there was a peace that passes understanding. That's why Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is true. There was a peace that passes understanding because we were followers. We were walking by faith, not by sight. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> after a little bit less than two years' journey, Barb went to be with the Lord and I had the great privilege of navigating my family through those couple years. And not just my family, but my extended family. Mm-hmm. Because that's really, uh, I believe, the will of God for us as men of God. Uh, so as you get older, you don't just automatically move into this. But, you know, over the years, I've stepped into this role as, uh, I would call it, a patriarch. Yeah. Where I'm uh, I'm not signing up for that at times. <laughs> um, I didn't want to go through this, but I need to step into it. And uh, the God's word was uh, a, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then I had the great privilege of after my wife passed away of uh, shepherding my family and my extended family through this time where people are just looking at you with big eyes and going, what do we do now? And, uh, you know, you don't know what to do, but this is part of why you spend time together in God's word, where you discover it together. Um a lot of guys back off in these times. Understandably, my flesh was crying yeah. for me to back off. But my spirit was insisting that I step in and I trust God and I lead courageously. We have a thing that we share with men. It's not original. Robert Lewis, uh, founder of Men's Fraternity, really started it up. And it's been modified a few different times. Right. But I call it <clears throat> R-E-A-L, R-E-A-L. We actually talked about it at last year's Iron Shepherds Iron Jacksonville Conference yeah. with uh, Dave Wilson from Family Life. Our R is you reject passivity. Exactly. Yeah, I, I wanted to be passive. <clears throat> this is my, my sweet wife hmm. was fading right in front of me. E is for engaging God daily. I needed to be close to God. I needed to be in his word. I needed him to be fueling my faith. I need him to be my rock. A was to accept responsibility. This is my, I'm the man, I'm the husband, I'm the dad, I'm the grandfather now. Yeah. I need to step into that. I need to accept it. Couldn't give it away to anybody else. The professionals were there to help, but they could not do what God called the man to do. And finally, L is to lead courageously. I need to step out and lead my family through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, nobody wants to do that. Yeah. You know, that's not <clears throat> what I'm looking to do, but that was what I needed to do. That's what some of the guys who are listening today either need to do or will need to do because it's coming around the corner. It may be smooth now, but it's coming around the corner. And that's why today in January of 2023, we spend time with God. We develop those new rhythms. We become men who memorize and meditate. We fuel our faith. We feed ourselves. We're digging in. We're part of the SWAT team. We're making sure that we're fueling our faith because something's come around the corner and people are going to need us Amen. to step up. Amen. What a story. <clears throat> you know, I was thinking as you were talking about I, my wife and I do a fair amount of uh, marriage counseling. We do a fair amount of premarital counseling. 
And uh, oftentimes I'll ask the couple, I want to know what you're going to say. What are your vows? Yeah. And most of them are pretty similar, you know, for better, for worse, rich or poor, sickness and in health. I usually stop him and say, you know, do you believe it or not? Sickness is coming. Yeah. And, and worse is going to be there. Yeah, those aren't the things you're excited about, but they're a reality in life. Whether you're married or you're not married, they're just a reality of life. The question isn't what are things going to look like when, when everything's going well? Right. What's it going to look like in sickness? Right. What's it going to look like in you know poverty <laughs> or being poor? What do those things look like? Because I feel some responsibility to disciple you in that area. Right. I want you to be equipped for battle. And so to your point, just to cover those again, if I got them right, reject passivity. Yep. Engage courageously. Engage God daily. Engage God daily. Be in his word daily. Accept responsibility. As a man. Yes. We yes. have a certain role God has given to us. We must accept it. We don't give it away. Don't exactly. try to give it away. Boy, and maybe we can talk on that a little bit. And then finally is lead courageously. Yes. Because it takes courage to lead. Sometimes it doesn't take courage to lead. Sometimes it's easier to lead. But when things are going dark, I mean, you can't just, here's my point. People go, boy, that must have been a wake-up call. <laughs> when my wife was diagnosed with cancer, I said, yes, but it was. But if, if you're waiting for the wake-up call, it would be too late. Yeah. I needed to be <clears throat> awake and engaged. I needed to be that real man. I need to be a man already who is rejecting passivity, engaging with God, accepting responsibility, leading crazily, so that when that doctor called early on a Sunday morning in late July of 2016 and said you need to be seeing the oncologist, mm. I was ready to go. The light was already on. Yeah. You were already alert. You were yeah. already sober. I was a real man, yeah. R-E-A-L. Yeah, that's good stuff. Really good stuff. Listen, we're glad you joined us. We're going to take a break for national news. If you want to call in, 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question for Brian or myself, we would love to hear from you, 844-777-SWAT. If you're unable to call, you can email me at brad at swatradio.com. I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to discuss anything that's on your heart and mind today. And, uh, again, we'll be right back after the break with Brian Doyle, founder of Iron Sharpens Iron. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you have joined us and tuned in this afternoon as uh, my good friend Brian Doyle, founder of Iron Sharpens Iron, and I are just, just kind of chatting it up here. Um, you know, I was telling you <clears throat> um, as you came into the studio that Doug and I have been working through Acts 19, verses 21 through 41, and you, you just immediately looked down at your text because you've got your Bible open, as I do, and uh, 
you immediately pointed out something that it, it listen you, you ever read through something multiple times and you just didn't see it somebody else brings it up yeah and so, i think that's where I, I was actually teaching out of hebrews this week yeah <clears throat> where it uh it talks about exhorting one another daily you know we the, the whole idea of doing something daily and we've talked about rhythms we've talked about time in the word on a daily basis family devotions and i know there's a tendency uh, at least in me and i'm sure others to make it more legalistic to okay i've checked the box like we talked about reading through the bible in a year great discipline i highly recommend you do that but not for the point of checking a box right there are lots of things you can do to check a box that have absolutely zero impact now i do believe Reading the Word of God, it, it helps you. One of the things that Vic and I do, we read through the Bible in a year. We spend usually an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on what we're reading, reading together. She sits on one. We've got a sectional in our family room. It's actually the man room. And she sits on one side of the section. I sit on the other. And that's how we start our mornings. Uh, wow. We pray together. We memorize Scripture. As you, we were talking about Colossians 3, she'll recite it. I'll recite it. We'll add another verse. Just the importance of having that because, you know, I think I think one of the things as a husband, and I didn't learn this early on, unfortunately, there were a lot of water under the bridge over time where I realized I needed to be a real man, a yeah. man who rejected passivity because passivity is easy. Uh, I needed to engage, uh, engage in the word and not just, you know, Engaging means it's you and I are engaging. It's a back and forth. Right. So oftentimes we we, enge- we think engaging in the word is just reading it. No, it's it's letting it get in and do its work. Accept responsibility. I needed to accept responsibility that I God had put me as head of the home. Yes. And then and then finally to lead courageously. It's it's tough sometimes. You see those situations just as you shared uh, in in the sickness of, your, of Barbara and then her passing. What does it lead? What does it look like to lead courageously? Because boy, it'd be easy to just reject that, yeah, and just kind of bury yourself. We've seen it in yeah, many. I, men. I wanted to go in my bedroom and just close the door. Oh man, I believe right. it. I believe, but but really accepting that and just leading through that. Yeah. But for me, one of the things I realized, now part it's part of my testimony is I share because I believe your testimony isn't just how you came to Christ. Your testimony is what God's doing absolutely in your life. Not just last year or 20 years ago. Today, what is he doing? And for me, it was another man engaging me in an area of my life that I was not honoring the Lord in. And, uh, boy, he called me out on it. He was loving, but he called me out. He led courageously and spoke into that area of my life. And one of those areas was praying over my wife. Okay. It's really not just kind of saying a rote prayer, but to literally go and put my hands on her and pray for her daily. And I got to tell you, that was 20, actually it was 29 years ago that that, yeah, that guy challenged me. And I don't say it in a prideful way, but I, I I struggle to think where our marriage would be had that guy not spoken that into my life. And for me not to just do it. But we, we read every day, we, we memorize scripture, we study the scripture together. But so oftentimes we'll read through a text and I'm like, do you see that? 
That is so amazing. And, and I just wanted you, real quick, because yeah. we've been in Acts 19. Right. I wanted you to point out the verse you pointed out. And it's not part of the text that Doug and I have been right. working through this week, but it certainly puts a spotlight on what you and I are talking about, right. which is discipleship. Yeah, so I, I read uh, the chapter, read it twice, but I, I went back to Acts 19, verse 9 and 10, which caught my attention because that's where, that's uh, what caught my attention was how this impacted the rest of the chapter and really beyond. Uh, Acts 19, verse 9, some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe. They publicly maligned the way, so Paul left them. But he took the disciples with him, and he had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. Verse 10, this went on for two years so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. So the measurables there for this particular, this is just an account. This isn't a story. This is an account of what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Paul took the disciples, and they would discuss it wasn't a lecture. It wasn't like, sit quietly, mm-hmm. I'm going to lecture you. No, they had discussions. See, that's what discipleship is. Yeah. Discipleship is kind of what you and I are hopefully modeling and doing. We're processing God's Word together. We're sharpening one another as iron sharpens iron. Paul did that with the disciples. He did it with a number of them. In fact, in here it talks about uh, there's only, there wasn't like it was a group of 50. I think the, the, in here it talks about there's a group of 12 and he did it for two years, but he did it daily. What we can't do, and I, you know, you mentioned Hebrews three uh, about this daily thing. You know, Hebrews three says, "See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but rather encourage one another mm-hmm. daily, mm-hmm. as long as it's called today, so you won't have a sinful, unbelieving heart." Yeah, I remember talking to God about that verse. I go. This is such a good verse. But daily, you know, so I said, i got to really look up the Greek word for daily. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I did. Do you know what the Greek word for daily really means? I bet it's daily. It's daily. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking, but that's just not practical. Right. So I fought with God, and he says, yeah, it's daily. That's why he says daily, as long as it's called today, in case Brian Doyle later on would be wondering if it's really daily, yes. I want you to be processing. I want you to be encouraging other brothers in Christ Daily. I don't want SWAT radio just to be once a week on a Friday. I want it to be daily. So, mm-hmm. you know, we talked earlier about the rhythm. Yeah. There yeah. should be a rhythm in our life of encouraging one another daily. Yeah. In the home, out of the home, you're not encouraging anyone, but there should be a couple guys in your life that are touching you, that you're touching them, even if just one. Find someone in your life that you can touch, that you can encourage. Remember, encourage is speak courage, yeah. fuel their faith. Cheer them on. Yeah. We need men like that. This is not a once a week. This is a daily thing. Boy, that's powerful. You know, and I think um, let's don't let that intimidate you. If you, you heard that and you're thinking, okay, I'm not, nobody's doing that to me and right. I'm not doing that to right. someone else. Find one person, right. even if it's just one person. I know you probably have a number of guys. I do that. I love it though. I, I just the, just the the time that I get to spend with uh, brothers in Christ, encouraging one another, and I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of guys that immediately come off the top of my head that I meet with uh, yeah. routinely. Maybe not daily, but there may be a text daily. Yes. There well, may there be you go. 
Yeah, there are some, well, Doug being one of those. I mean, Doug and I have known each other for, hard to believe, 25 years. And uh, almost daily we are texting, calling something. And and it's not an airing your dirty laundry topic. It's not, yes, we do confess sin to one another. But for the purpose of godliness, I need a man in my life. I need men in my life who... Don't just see Brad uh, as a Bible teacher or a guy who gets on the radio. I need them to see Brad is is a sinful man who struggles in in certain areas, and and I need those I need those kind of men around me yeah. who will exhort me, who will encourage me daily. Yeah, and so you know, I think, and I, I, I we would be wrong to not bring this up. But I think the the main responsibility we have as fathers, well, first as husbands, yeah. is to engage our wives in this area. You know, I was reading, in fact, it may have been out of this book that I was just sharing with you before we came on the air, Habits of the Household, talked about, and I think you and I even talked about the last time you were in, was our primary ministry is to our spouses, our yeah, wives. Right. Now, when you lose your wife, that goes down, it, right? Now your your primary ministry is to your children, yes, even yes. though your children are adults now. I think you have one maybe at home. One right? at home, right? Yeah. But, so they're on the launch stage, but every day I touch them. Yes. So you yes. mentioned texting. Now, keep in mind, Hebrews 3, this was actually before smartphones. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know how those guys pulled it right, off. Right. But we can do it. God's allowed us the technology. So if you're a dad and you think, well, my kids are already launched, guess what? They probably have a smartphone. Yeah. And you can send a gracious word of encouragement every day. At first, they're going to go, this is what they'll do. Everything okay, Dad? Yes, everything's okay. Just want to encourage you. Okay, thanks, Dad. But you just can't. Now, you don't demand that they always reply. They won't. Right. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. give you like a little heart thing or a little thumbs up right. maybe on a good day. Right. But you, that's, you're not doing it for the response. Right. No. You're doing it. You're accepting yeah. responsibility and you're leading courageously. You're rejecting passivity where some men say, well, I've launched my kids. God bless them. I hope it all works out. I'm sorry. You're still their father. Absolutely. And you still are the most influential man in their life. So step into that role. Mm-hmm. Now, you have some married. You have married kids? Yet? I do. Okay. I have my married daughter. She's in Kentucky. My son's a graduate of Southern Seminary. He's Love a pastor. <clears throat> He's running a, a shelter downtown Louisville, and he, uh, the two of them have my little granddaughter. I love so it. So every day I'm touching them just like I am yeah. my other kids because that's my responsibility, so I accept it. Well, you do that to me. You send me a text every morning, and I love it. I, yeah. I, you, know, you know what I love about it? It's you've worked through that text, whatever it is we're doing, and I know – back when you were in last time, which was long before the holidays and all that, was through Colossians 3. You had challenged me to memorize it, but more than that, you you kind of worked through that entire uh, chapter. And it was great because there was just some nuggets there yeah. that I needed to hear. Right. And I think, you know, God, by his sovereign grace, has put people around us. It may be your spouse. It may be children. It may be coworkers, it may be neighbors, it may be family, who knows. But God has put those people around us that we would speak truth, words of encouragement right. into their life. Greatest encouragement is God's Word. And so uh, we're going to take another break. And uh, when we come back, give us a call, 
844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, you can email me at brad at swatradio.com, and I'll take those calls, and we'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, Brian and Doyle and myself here this afternoon. And uh, Brian, as always, always seems like our time together goes so, so quick. And I know I know men who are listening, uh, whether it's in Jacksonville and St. Augustine, Folkston, Georgia, Virginia Beach, uh, Meridian, Mississippi, all the various places who are tuned in, I know uh, they have been blessed by you coming on with me. And, I, you know, hopefully... Uh, if if you know somebody who may need to hear this broadcast, send them to SWATradio.com or download the download the app, and they can go and listen there. For those who are new to SWAT Radio, as I mentioned earlier, SWAT is uh, stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. It is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Christ. Uh, this broadcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you're interested in learning more about SWAT Radio or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, go to SWATradio.com. Click on the SWAT Meetings tab. Uh, We'd love for you to join us on the air, but even better, we'd love for you to join us in person. And you can go on the website and see where we meet, the times we meet. We always have not just good study of the word, good fellowship, good food, and uh, it doesn't matter where you are in your walk with Christ. Maybe you're just curious. Uh, come. Come hang out with us. There's some great men there. And if you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, you can click on the support tab at SWATradio.com for further information. Again, our phone lines are open <clears throat> for this last segment of the day. We would love to hear from you. You can call us at 844-777-7928. 844-777-SWAT. Hey, Brian, you, you and I were kind of talking off the air. <clears throat> I tell people all the time, Doug and I have some of our greatest conversations when these mics aren't on. 
and uh, and and that's not because we're trying to hide anything. It's just kind of a continual discussion of that. Sure. And you you mentioned uh, in sickness and in health, usually a vow that most men and women take when they uh, when they get married. <clears throat> and uh, you know, I, the reason I bring that up, and it changed how I counseled people in marriage. In fact, interesting, most people find this very odd. I will not do I will not do premarital counseling with somebody if they've already set a date for a wedding. How about that one? Okay. And I mean the look on people's eyes like, "What? Well, we've already set a date." They go, "You need to find somebody else." Okay. And the reason why is cuz I want to dig into some areas of your life and figure out whether you're ready to be okay. married. You know, I mean, it, the idea, if you're going to do premarital counseling, which I'm sure you have, you've probably done it with your own children in some yep. some effect, is I, I have a responsibility that before you walk down the aisle and say what you're going to say, <laughs> that you're ready. Now, you probably would admit to this, although you got married later in life. I got married as a young punk. Uh, I was not ready. I, truly, I was not ready. Now, God's grace, uh, I tell people all the time, listen, we have, I think personally, and I don't mean this sounds uh, braggy, I think I have the greatest marriage of anybody I've ever known. Uh, but it's only by God's grace. Yeah. You know, uh, so anyway, I always always talk about for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, because those things will happen. It's just inevitable. You talked about it. It's just right around the corner, probably. Yeah. And, uh I it really changed how I counseled people when I watched my own dad live out his vows after 50 years of marriage when my mother was diagnosed with ALS. Probably similar to what you did when Barb was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Is okay. It's time to step up. And you may not want to. <clears throat> I'm sure you didn't. Uh but to watch my dad and for your children to have watched you lead your family through that and love your bride i mean i I tell my dad to this day uh it was it was the gospel with flesh on it now we know something we know the word became flesh and dwelt among us listen the word has got to become flesh in us so god's going to give us opportunities to do that yeah not just be students of the word but to really begin to flesh out the gospel you know, the uh, scriptures is full of this New Testament, Paul. Follow my example. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Yes to good Bible teaching. Yes to SWAT radio. Totally. But yes to living and breathing uh, a living example. That's why we need to be in each other's life. Again, that's why we call our ministry Iron Sharpens Iron, because you need to be seeing what it looks like to be the kind of man you want to become. You need. Howard Hendricks wrote the book, Iron Sharpens Iron. Howard Hendricks would say, you need a Paul, a guy who's a half-stepper step ahead of you. You need a Barnabas, a guy that you lock arms with. And you need a Timothy, some that you're helping along the way and say, come follow me. Mm -hmm. So you need different types of relationships as a Christian man. Those are intentional. Those are purposeful. So if if you're not doing that today, be thinking about who do I know who's a half step or a step ahead of me Amen. that I can in 2023 get a little bit of time with and get to know their life. And, you know, we're talking about marriage. I'm doing a, a seminar at our February 25th Iron Shepherds Iron Conference here in Jacksonville. My one of my topics is taking your marriage off autopilot. 
you know, we want to make sure that when we do a uh, a conference for men, we're tackling the issues that are heart issues, the issues that are closest to a man's heart, and that means being a husband. Yeah. And that means not being a spouse, by the way. That means being a husband because there's certain responsibilities that a husband has that are unique from the Word of God to lead courageously, like we're talking about. And so what does that look like, whether you've been married 5 years, 15 years, 25 years, 50 years? There's always room to be moving ahead, to be to be influencer, to laboring together, to building into your wife. Again, like you said earlier in our hour together, your wife is your number one disciple. Yeah. A lot of guys are thinking like, yeah, my wife's way more spiritual than I am. Excellent. That would be probably most cases. But guess what? You're responsible. You're responsible to open up the Word of God, share it with her. One of the things that Barb would say to me is uh, she goes, I'm comfortable following you, listening to you. Uh, I'm comfortable with your counsel because I know every day you're spending time with God. You're digging into the Word. Yeah. And so it helps, <clears throat> with my, it helps me to follow you. Oh, man, that is so so good, and that, that is a, a, almost word for word what a lot of men will say. Well, my wife knows more than yes. that. And I usually say, well, <clears throat> can you show me in Scripture where that disqualifies you? Uh, because whether you're – it's true in my life. It's yeah. true in my marriage. I mean, uh, now my wife might argue that, but I, I believe my wife is very godly yeah. and, and, and has been a great – I've said this many times, <clears throat> and uh, uh, my wife has been the greatest tool in his hands to transform me. Now, apart from God's Word and God's Spirit, my wife has been the greatest tool in the hands of God to transform my life. Wow. And uh, yeah, I was thinking about First uh, Peter 3, 7, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. It's actually, I think some translations talk about knowledge, that the autopilot's easy. Yeah. But what if you had to study your wife? Tommy Nelson talks about that, wow. the, the importance of studying your wife. Mm-hmm. He always says, Teresa, when we were early on, loved to drink Tab. You remember Tab? Sure. Remember the drink Tab? And he stops at a gas station one day, he goes in to pay for the gas, and he thinks while he's in there, I'm going to just... I'm going to really do something nice. And so he buys Teresa a tab and she, and he comes out and he hands it to her, you know, kind of like all proud. And, and Tommy says, Teresa looked at him and said, I like diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Hey, our wives have, we'll change their mind yes. every once in a while. Yep. And I was thinking it requires studying her, right. really getting to know her. I'm excited. Well, I know I'm doing a breakout session at this conference coming up. Yes. <clears throat> Can I still go to that breakout session? <laughs> of course. I think you might be able to. We'll see. Uh, so, I'm looking uh, at it. Uh, nope. We're on the same thing. Okay. Well, can, we you, have, we can have, you record it, please? Yes. We have <clears throat> eight in the morning. Good. And then we have eight different ones in the afternoon. So if you come to Iron Shepherd's Iron, it's going to be at Mandarin Prez this year uh, at, here in Jacksville on the February 25th. We have eight equipping seminars that are specific to men in the morning, followed you know, and then follow another eight different ones in the afternoon. We opened our day with Brian Carter, who's a pastor of Concord Church in uh, Dallas. In fact, Brian, uh, when you're doing a seminar, he'll be doing a seminar specific for pastors hmm. about pastoring men. So I don't know what kind of your wow. what kind of relationship you have with pastors here, but let pastors know that a 
uh, a very influential pastor who has a very fruitful ministry with his men. He has really stepped into it. Uh, Brian's work with Authentic Manhood, Robert Lewis, uh, the 33 series. He's done a great job. He's a great model. If, you, if you're a pastor and you really want to pastor and disciple men, but you never really had a serious conversation with another pastor, mm. this is your time, February 25th, to get uh, with a guy who can you, speak into your life. Uh, you brought up uh, Joe White earlier. I don't know if it, we were, I think we were talking on the air, maybe been off the air, but Joe White, big impact in my life and uh, served with Joe through the uh, one-to-one ministry. And uh, when we first brought that to Jacksonville, I kind of headed that up and I reached out to pastor friends of mine and, and uh, Trey Brunson, yeah. who's at 1122 now, uh, well, he was on staff at First Baptist and he called his dad and said, hey, dad, I want Brad to come down and share with you what, what you know, one-on-one, what, what one-to-one was about. So anyway, Trey and I and his dad sat in his room and I just shared with him, you know, not only just from my own personal experience of being discipled one on one, but yeah. my experience in discipling men one on one. And that's not to say small groups aren't great and Sunday schools aren't great. I mean, there's lots of ways yes. we can be discipled. My personal experience is that when I engage one on one, iron sharpens iron. Right. It's a it's a different engagement. It's a different process. And I remember Trey looking at his dad saying, This can't just be something we introduce to the church. You have to do it. And he kind of pointed to his dad and said, Dad, you need to be doing this. So the importance of pastors doing that is critical, critical. 8.30 a.m. to 4.55 p.m. February 25th. That's a Saturday afternoon. No excuses. Come join us for the Iron Sharpens Iron National Men's Equipping Conference. And again, Mandarin Presbyterian Church. Is there a website they can go to? IronSharpensIron.net. 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 Go check it out. Brian, what a joy to have you in studio. I've been so encouraged. I hope our listeners have too. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual.